0: This podcast replay is brought to you by Top Gun Indoor Range, where the ladies can find self-defense classes and basic pistol-concealed weapons courses, available in both English and Spanish classes. Easy to get to just off the turnpike. Go to TopGunIndoorRange.com. All righty, welcome aboard.
1: Yes, sir. Time to rock and roll on a Friday. You made it. You made it to Friday. How about that? It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Oh, yes. Got some uh, boys and girls to talk to today. On the program, we'll have some fun. We'll uh not a not we won't have too much crypto talk today, okay? Maybe I'll update you on what's going on with Bitcoin, but we're going to have a, a a show, a crypto show later on, probably early evening by the time I get back cuz I have to go somewhere after I'm done here. Uh, but probably early in the evening we'll have a show. So we'll have the latest and uh, gather more of the news that happens throughout the day. So expect a Crypto Bro Show. Remember the Crypto Bro Show is only on Twitter, Twitch, or Facebook. And the Facebook page is the Orlando Auzugary Facebook page, not the big O Show one. So those three is where you will find the crypto shows. So we will add one today okay i will do one when i get back after i leave here so uh, we'll have some fun and we'll uh keep you updated with all kinds of stuff Big old do you know coinbase ira company is good one to transfer my traditional ira to i don't know jamie to be quite honest man you know what i mean i uh I, sh- I uh, shut down my uh, my R- my R- IRA, and uh, I cashed it all out. I paid the penalty, and uh, I uh, moved it all to crypto. I just purchased the crypto with the money myself. And um, so I uh, – and <laughs> best thing I ever did because – Um, you know, these, those people were, they were doing a good job, but they were making like a thousand a year and the way everything moves, it's just not, it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. Uh, I can make a lot more than a thousand a year in crypto, a lot more. Uh, so, you know, it's just ridiculous. Uh, and so, yeah, that's kind of the way I did it, cashed it all out and, and then there you go, you know? Uh, so as it is um so you'll have to do it on your own that part i can't help you with my brother you know what i mean i'd love to help you but i i just can't i kind of did it my own way uh a los cojones is how i did it basically so that's kind of the way i did it but that's just me i don't suggest anybody to do what i do you know what i'm saying uh, it worked out for me perfectly because, you know, I um, I was able the, – the a lot of things that happened for people like me, uh, Brooklyn Rob that I've known for a while now, Lisa that I see there, um, those of us that got in towards the end of the last bull run, well, we were able to then go through the bear market. And while people were looking at it as hell, uh, if you followed the show – constantly you would know that i would look at it like a brontosaurus burger you know i would look at it like oh my god we're going to in and out again you know it was just one of those things that was just delectable for me and so a lot of us were able to hit the real bottoms you know what i'm saying like a lot of people that are getting in now they're getting a good they're getting a good price now they're going to make some money but they're not going to make as much as some of the other people that actually really stuck through the bear, the bottom of the bear market. And then those are the people that are going to, you know, make it better. And so that's kind of part of the process throughout this whole thing. And that, that ended up being good for me because I got out of my 401k right at the, right at the end of the bull run. And then we went right into the bear market and the pandemic and all that. And, Really, it became a blessing, just like getting Tesla at 105 bucks or something when it went down, you know, whatever, all those kind of things. And so it's kind of timing for me uh, that that ended up working out as I started learning about crypto. So um, that to me, you know, that part on the transferring of the IRA, I can't answer that, my brother. I I wish I could, but uh, I am uh, not not prepared to answer that. I tell you guys this all the time. I have no problem telling you I don't know something. Okay? Uh, But if I think I know it, I'm going to fight you to hell. (laughs) Uh, Steven Gonzalez is in the house. Steve Chapman in the house. Brooklyn Rob. Thank God it's Friday. Profit taken on Bitcoin. Maybe another buy opportunity. Would like to see it come down a little more. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, There was one exchange already that it's at its lowest. Uh, They don't have people are they're running out of Bitcoin. They're running out of Bitcoin. It's, you know, there's going to be a day where we're going to have that God candle and it's going to go up ten plus thousand dollars and people are going to freak out. And, you know, I think the, the retail, the FOMO, the average person is probably going to get triggered after 70, 75. After it passes the all-time high and it starts getting into closer to 100, I think that's when the retail, like, oh, maybe I should buy some, you know, that kind of stuff. So, uh, morning, oh, he made it respectable last night, but the same issues that were affecting Miami against Denver in the finals were seen again. You know, let's talk about the game last night. Uh, last night, the Heat lost to the Nuggets, 103-97, and I did not lose. I won. Okay. I won. So I, I took 10 and a half points plus 10 and a half points. And then when Jamal Murray got injured, <laughs> I go to, I go right to the hard rock app. I go, I'm putting more money on the heat. And it was at plus eight and a half. Have you ever, if those of you that use a hard rock app, have you ever tried to make a bet, right? And then you hit it to highlight it and then you put your money. And then when you hit the place to bet, it, 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 it it doesn't let you because it's in the middle of, of updating the, the line. And some usually it goes the other way. And you're like pissed because you lose a point or two. And you're like, no, nah, I'm not making this bet now. You know what I mean? So I, I, I go, oh, shit. They picked up on the Jamal Murray injury. It's going to go down. It went to nine and a half. And I said, well, let me put a couple extra more dollars on this because I already had it at ten and a half. And I go, the Heat will keep it close. If they can't win... I know they're going to give an effort. You know what I mean? And they gave an effort, and so yeah. And listen, to me, I, I came out golden yesterday. Okay, like I told you, the live line, there's nothing. It's about value, ladies and gentlemen. You have to get something at value. Like I told you, I I think to a plus twenty two fifty for the MVP is value. I took it. You know. Anyway, so um yesterday one i'm going to tell you bam you want to win in these kind of games you can't shoot eight of 18 dude he is you know for being a big man he's really not efficient enough he should still be shooting at a higher percentage and he doesn't and 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 by the way he missed stuff even around the basket jimmy butler jimmy butler right down the stretch missed two key free throws And two bunnies, two layups, dude. One of them was, like, super easy. And it's like, how you can't do that kind of stuff. And then Terrible Terry, you know, at one point or another, bro, you got to understand, it's not your night from three-point range. He shot, was it four air balls? I don't know if you stayed up for the whole game, Sean. It was four air balls from three-point range. I believe it was four, three or four. If I'm wrong on four, it was three air balls from three-point range. And I know I hear Reggie Miller type. well, maybe he's not getting lift because of the leg injury or whatever. And it, well, but you got to be smart enough, too, as a player to, you know, hey, uh, facilitate. You know, there's some other guys there that shoot better than you. Let them do it. By the way, Duncan Robinson just – Wow. Just wow. That's all I got to say about Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson has just grown up and has turned himself into one heck of a player. Uh, last night, he uh, he uh, plays 36 minutes, has 12 points, five of nine shooting, really didn't shoot enough. Uh, had uh, three rebounds, three assists, three steals. It's just... He's he's really and I think when Duncan Robinson is only shooting nine times, I don't think you're running the offense the right way. When Terrible Terry is shooting 15 times, I got a problem with that. And and that last air ball, they they looked at the camera went over to Spo. And you know, Spo stays stoic. Right, no matter what, Spoh stays stoic. He's not gonna go. Oh, the hell, are you do it, but there was like a look in his face still. Like, damn, I wish he wouldn't have done that. I wish he wouldn't have shot that ball. That wasn't right. The right decision at that moment, you know, because he really just it, it, it didn't need to be hurried that much. And you could have you could have tried to fight for a better shot. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but last night you had your moments. Uh, I mean, Caleb Martin again almost gets injured. Caleb Martin, uh, I love Caleb Martin, but he has this thing with, you know, getting injured. And it's uh, it's, uh, it's, he's like Tyler Hero Jr. You know, he stayed in the game, so it's fine. But I was already like, damn, really? Again, dude? Like, you better stay in the game. I mean, so yesterday they kind of fell apart with different individuals, uh, mainly Bo- Butler, Bam. Uh, and, and Terrible Terry, you know. So, and I expected Terry, which it's going to take some time, to become a more efficient player here. I, I Like everybody does, you know, like every player does, except for, you know, Thomas Bryan or something. Very few players become better players here. Maybe it'll take some time, but the decision-making last night was absolutely head-scratching by him. Uh, in that moment, in that game. And that's one thing that I would have to complain about with that. With Bam. Bam, you know, he plays small, dude. And there, I get it, bro, that you're dealing with some size there. But I, I need you to, you know, play with some more cojones. And and get it done. 8 of 18 does not get it done. And Butler, 7 of 17. You know, you you might beat a lesser team. But you're playing the Denver Nuggets, so. You know, I, I just saw with the, without the Jamal with the Jamal Murray injury, I was like, "Hey, this opens it up for them for the second half." Now it opened it up for my wallet. I had no problem with that. I don't know if any of you took advantage of it, but uh, thank you, Live Line. Thank you, Live Line. And and remember the hard uh, the uh, Hialeah, Hialeah, um Park app, the gambling app, which by the way, that's how I won. And I got my no-regret first bet for $100. So, telling you folks, check it out. Check it out. Check it out there. Use the QR code. Go to the Hialeah website. If you happen to have a Hard Rock account, don't use the same email or phone number that you use for the Hard Rock account. Use a separate one. And that way you can get the $100 no-regret first bet. All right? There you go. Uh, What else do we have going on? Taylor is in the house. The Panthers, yes, they are, man. Reinhardt is just amazing, dude. 41 goals already. Um, that was awesome. And they wanted a shootout. So they got it done. They're tied for first place in the conference with the Bruins. Uh, the Rangers are behind them. So Panthers, they, we have a team that can win the Stanley Cup now because they are tough enough and offensively potent. They have the combination. They have the technology. We can build them stronger, faster. Dun, 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 dun. Uh Brian Landis, sweet baby Ray. Jamie Zorria is in the house in San Jose. One eyed jack. I bought more Bitcoin last night. What do you think? The new dip will be around 61K. I don't see us going lower anymore. There could be there could be some dips, but. They're not there's not going to be much fluctuation, like big, big, big dips. Those days are done. Institutional money is pouring in. Today, the ETF in Brazil kicks off for BlackRock, you know. So, yeah, uh, this is I I don't think people really. the, The problem is that most people really don't understand what's happening. So, you know, I am not a financial advisor. All I would tell you is scoop up as much Bitcoin as you can get. So all I can tell you. Whatever you can afford, go buy it. Not a financial advisor, but 95% of the people, maybe even higher now because we're already in the 60s, are already in the green in Bitcoin. That's all you need to know. That does not happen with the U.S. dollar. But, you know. Uh, Let's see. Lisa Rose. Cap for life. Kyle Cockrell, Ray Vardecas, Cosa Nostra, Luis Benito, Luis Berriel, bigot. Our Panthers have shown nothing but resiliency in finding ways to win. Jasmine has been great, taking profits little by little and keeping my Jasmine. Happy Friday. You see, it's pumping a little bit today. It wants to go. It wants to go. It wants to make that move to three sets. Yeah. Yeah. I'm letting it ride. I haven't taken any profits from my Jasmine at all because it, it was at you know 20 20 25 30 cents 35 cents it had that kind of a floor before so i think it's going to go up several cents and then i'll start to take out some profits but hey i everybody does it differently and god bless you bro you want to get your your investment out as soon as possible uh, i would do the same thing that makes a lot of sense uh, Ty Crook is in the house. Eric Trujillo is there. It says, "Let's go crypto. Time to hunt." There we go. Ryan AP Chet versus Wemby was a good watch last night. Okay, I didn't. I didn't watch any of that. Uh, Devin Jordan is in. Gus Gus thirteen eighty eight. Jesse M. Terry Short Rozier. <laughs> Airball Terry. Um, Luis Benito that's so funny terrible Terry I laugh every time I hear He, he, he was terrible last night I mean his decision making and his shooting Duncan Robinson a very poor man's Reggie Miller dude Reggie Miller never even played any defense at all his entire career like none nada nay he might flop or something for you do like a really good acting job Duncan Robinson is a better rebounder, a better defender than Reggie Miller ever was. He's better than Reggie Miller as an all-around player, actually. Okay? The shooter is the shooter, and you got to give Reggie that until, you know, Duncan has to have those kind of moments in order to take that away from Reggie. So Reggie's the better player because you're going to give him the shooter part. But i got to tell you something. I see a much more complete player from Duncan Robinson right now And I watched all of of, uh, this guy's career, and I'm telling you, Reggie Miller was never a complete player. He was a complete one-way player, a shooter running through picks, not really necessarily a guy who's going to dribble and find his shot all the time. Um, But, you know, I'm telling you, man, um, Duncan Robinson has turned into a much more complete player than Reggie Miller was. Uh, for, at least from what I remember of Reggie Miller, you know, deadly ass shooter. That's all I can give you from him. Uh, Devin says the Miami he will be okay. They were five and one on the road trip. Terry missed too many wide open shots. He he just shouldn't have taken them. Devin, at one point you gotta stop and say I'm one of five. I'm one of four. Hey, let me pass. No, let me go. One of six. One of seven. One of eight. And I no, bro, no. You gotta no. No, you can't do that. Uh, Caleb Martin, they call me Mr. Glass. I'm excited for Jovich, too. Oh, yeah, bro. I love Jovich. I would use him more, too. Miami Breaker 305 sends us a little love on the super chat. He says, tipping the crypto bartender. Jasmine going up, holding. There you go. There you go. Jasmine's going to run, man. I think it's going to run uh pipe man slim says what up oh keep up the good work bro lost five pounds fasting there you go by the way i uh i took out i went off my schedule you know yesterday remember i told you i ate once yesterday and uh so today i'm gonna eat a couple times so i was lucky my daughter had her lunch break or yeah lunch break but it's still kind of in the uh breakfast time so she brought me like minutes before the show started, she brought me a chicken biscuit, so I actually ate something in the morning, which I I, I haven't done that in a few weeks. Uh, so there, that that'll I don't put, but I only ate once yesterday, a good meal, but I only ate once. I ate a big meal, but only once. Uh, so yeah, the fasting is uh, is working out. So that's pretty cool. I'm glad it's working out for you, Pipe Man Slim. Keep it going, baby. Keep it going. Let's see if we can all get uh, a little a little thinner here in the process. Uh, I know I, I, it's like I can't wait to get my foot, you know, back to working like I can walk because I'm I'm just looking forward to taking walks now, and and sweating my ass off. And because um, by the way, let me say something responsible because I said something irresponsible yesterday about what I'm doing. Okay, um, I'm fasting. And I'm eating two meals in a three-hour in a four-hour period between three and seven p.m. That's what I've been doing every day. Today, I, I took, I got off a little bit on the beaten path. Uh, I, I'll, I'll eat again in the afternoon and probably won't eat again. But remember, I'm not exercising. So if you're going to add exercise to this, you cannot do what I'm doing. You have to eat more because you're going to be burning calories, you're going to need you know, you're going to need more for energy purposes and all that. That would create an imbalance. So, uh, I do want to remind you that yes, I will be fasting once I start exercising, but I will increase what I eat a little bit because I'm going to need it in order to continue to exercise. Okay? Cuz right now I can't exercise, I can't walk. So this is why in order for me to lose weight, I have to be really disciplined and stay within a short window of eating and then let my body burn fat for 20 hours. And so that's that's what I do every day. So I have a four hour window to eat and then I have a 20 hour window where my body burns fat. Now, I'm not exercising. Once I exercise, then I have to increase the intake of food. Okay, so just to make sure, let's let's be, you know, level headed on this thing. OK, I've done this before. I've lost 50, 60 and 80 pounds three times. I've done it. I can do it. Uh, it's, you know, once I once I focus on something and I lock myself in, then I I attack it and then I do it. But my problem is same problem. A lot of people have. It's taking it off is tough. Some people can't take it off. I, I can take it off. Thank the Lord. I've, I've been able to do it. It's keeping it off. That's really my problem. And so I this time I have to learn because I'm just at an age that I, I can't afford to do it anymore. I just can't. So I need to get rid of it. And then we go. Uh, let's see. What up, everybody? Have a good weekend, says Nico. Drago is in the house. J.P. Parrales. I trust capital is my choice for crypto IRA. I've heard a lot of good things about iTrust capital. I can't vouch for him because I don't know. But Jay Paralis is uh, is talking about it, and I've heard a lot of good things about them. So, I Trust Capital might be one you want to look at. That uh, Paralis has got a he's got a nice suggestion there, man. Nice job by you, Jay Paralis. Uh, Rosendo is in. Spring is around the corner. Enjoy your weekend. Yes, sir. You too, Rosendo. Uh, Think Blue Dodgers. Shout out from the San Fernando Valley in Los Angeles. Walter Olivares, Anthony B, Twitter X payments going live soon. We'll send Doge past its all time high. Well, it's the only way because he's the only one that's going to keep that thing alive. Edward Thurston House says, good morning, Big O. Got some Jasmine. Hopefully it takes off. Okay. good luck to you, sir um sosa says it's all about consistency when it comes to sticking to the right diet yep what about the carnivore diet what just meat you mean yeah i'm not doing that yeah i'm not doing that um i include all kinds of stuff i'm not i'm not gonna do that so anyway uh but good luck to all of you out there okay good luck to all of you out there uh let me tell you a little bit about cutter's edge pro if you're looking for landscaping for your home, okay? For your HOA complex, your business, whatever it is, folks, call the great people at Cutter's Edge Pro. Go to their Instagram page. That's to me, that's that's where you get to see the the art, the professionalism, the work ethic, the results there cuz there's so many pictures of all the work that they do and how professional it is and how amazing it is and how well it's done. And that's what's going to happen when they walk away from there. You're going to go, wow, this is, this is, this is, these people do it the right way. So call William Quigley and the great people, Mike, all the great people out there at Cutter's Edge Pro 954 954- Four seven two zero six two two tree trimming and removals, landscape design, synthetic turf. Oh man, the synthetic turf is awesome. If you own dogs, you're gonna love it because it's so easy to maintain. You're never watering the grass, you're never cutting the grass. And the best part is your dogs or you, when you go outside, you're not gonna bring any dirt inside. You're not gonna bring anything inside. So the wife is gonna love it or whoever is the one that's cleaning the floors. Because they don't really like it when the dogs come back and they bring some mud and all that kind of stuff. That's not going to happen with artificial turf. And it always looks impeccable. And you never have to, like, do anything. That's it. It's amazing. And you'll save thousands in the long run because you don't have to water or cut the grass, which is what we do practically every two weeks here. You know? So go to CuttersEdgePro.com. You can go to the website. Go to the Instagram page. And you'll see. And you'll experience the same thing we will. We did already. You'll experience excellence because that's what you expect. Cuttersedgepro.com. Boom. Uh, let's see. Yeah, good morning. Oh, and Sean. Lenny Pena. Thank you. Uh, at least our heat didn't get blown out. We hung with the defending champs. Yeah, they did they, they did a good job yesterday. They hung in there. Uh, chia seeds grow by 27%. Eat them three times a day, 81%. More of the same amount of food. My latest attempt. I hope it works. Chia seeds. Are you trying to become a chia pet? Chia. Is that what uh You're becoming a chia pet, man? Chia. Is that what's going on? By the way, David Faronis is, is set to join us at 10.30. And by the way, we did have the third quarter yesterday with the heat. It was the third quarter. That was uh that was not good. That was not good when Porter took over. Uh when he scored, 12 points in that quarter, something like that. He um uh, he was uh, on fire. Anyway, what else do we have going on? Oh, and uh we have Manny Navarro at eleven o'clock also. So a couple guests for you. Oh any dolphins news how come they haven't done anything regarding baker um they're in the combine right now bro they're not going to you know there's time to do everything and and uh, he's a and and there's an injury settlement that has to come with that too cuz he's injured so those kind of things when they come back from the combine you'll get more of that kind of news leading up to the free agent and the free agency and the start of the league year So you'll see more of that now after this weekend, starting next week, you'll see more of the cuts right before free agency. So expect that we'll find out more. This is where we can, the good thing about next week is that we get to, uh, we get to start to talk about something like, you know, there's too much garbage out there. People are talking about stuff that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And, and it's, uh, it's not even legit. Um, I'm looking here for the – here it is. Here it is. I knew it was in my notes from a few days ago or a couple weeks ago, actually, from the 20th. Um, March 5th uh, is the deadline to designate franchise and transition players. So next week we'll find out about that who gets tagged, will Wilkins get tagged, all those kind of things. Then uh, March 11th through the 13th, they start talking free agency. They start talking contracts. The 13th, noon or whatever, that's when you can start to sign them, and then, you know, the signings start coming in and all that kind of stuff. So that's the good thing. Next week will be the week we will then start to talk about players cut from the Dolphins and other players cut from other teams. And then the following week, we'll get to start to talk about the players that Miami and others are signing and who they're going after. And then when we get through free agency, that we're pretty clean, then we work our way. Now we start focusing on the draft. Okay, they signed a, they signed or traded for a tight end. They're not going to go for one in the draft. So now we can focus more on corner whatever. You know what I'm saying? Linebacker, defensive tackle offensive linemen. They have, they have several needs. They can go in many directions. But you know me, I don't like wasting time and talking about bullshit that doesn't exist or is not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like cap crisis now. There's no cap crisis. Now, you know, if you're wrong and you just want to continue talking about that bullshit, you can go ahead. But I mean, that's kind of the way it goes in this world. You just don't admit you're wrong you know what i'm saying cuz there's no cap crisis. Miami can easily get under the cap. But let's, you know, create the controversy that there isn't any there. You know, that's uh that's kind of the way it all rolls now. So that's what we're waiting for. So let's get through the process so we can talk about the the each stage with substance behind it. You know what i'm saying? Instead of let's just fill space or fill talk time and come up with all kinds of hypotheticals that there's no chance, you know, the, the whole, the whole Jalen Waddle shit. They're not going to trade him. There's no thought of trading him. There was never any thought of trading. And why does it become a subject? Because some idiot, former GM, you know, who reads fantasy magazines Uh, he's the one that throws out something stupid on air. And then, you know, media's got to fill space. They're bored bored in the offseason, so let's write a Jalen Waddle story that shouldn't be even talked about because there's no discussion, there's no consideration, they're not trading him at all. So why would you even bring this up? Because some dude who's a wannabe Throws it out there, you know, irresponsibly. This is the kind of shit that goes on way too much. All right, let's do it. Let's get to uh, talk a little Dolphins football with our Welt and Realm Miami Dolphins report with the one and only David Ferronis.
0: All right, football fans, as the Welt and Realm Miami Dolphins report with David Feronis is in session. Welton Rayom has more than 62 years of litigation experience handling insurance disputes. They are committed to resolving even the toughest insurance claims quickly. Call them for a free consultation. 954-966-4646. Here's Miami Dolphins insider, David Veronis.
1: How a ride, a ride. How you doing, my man? How you feeling? How is the uh, shrimp cocktail?
2: Oh, shrimp cocktail, man, that it, it, that one gets to me. In the past, I, I don't know, this year, I don't know if they had an extra sauce. They had a, a little something extra kick to it. But, uh, man, I was getting teary-eyed from it this year. Uh, last year, I remember I, I took one, uh, for, it, for, for those that don't know, we're talking about St. Elmo's, St. Elmo's uh, shrimp cocktail in Indianapolis, a staple over here. I uh, had one one night, but maybe I didn't have that much sauce. And I was like, oh, it ain't nothing. And then the next day, they were handing out samples at media availabilities. And uh and that one got to me. I was like in the middle of, of, the, of the whole room, just like I had to stop. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> they, got, they got me the first time I went with Jason Cole. It was Jason Cole, it was Alex Marvez. Nice. Um God. Um I don't know. It may maybe Darlington was on the beat at that time. Um, but it was like 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 seven or eight of us, right. Uh, back in the days when we used to be able to really cover the dolphins and a lot of people on the beats used to go, you know, those days when there was more money available. Anyway, so uh, it was a big group of us, and it was my first time. This was over 20 years ago. And um, Cole's like, oh, yeah, I know you got to try the shrimp cocktail, but you got to try it, you know, the sauce, because you got to lay into it. And I had no idea, dude. And I'm a huge shrimp cocktail guy. I have it every time I go, but I'm prepared now. And and, and uh, I you know I'm treating it like regular shrimp cocktail sauce you know, and uh, boom bop, and my eyes just lit up and cried and everything because yeah. that thing it opens because it, it's like it has wasabi in it right right cocktail it's, it's it's with wasabi in it because it opens up your pores like brother you can breathe really well when you're when, once you have that shrimp cocktail. So yeah, I I got and then I've gotten several people over the years as I take them over to St. Elmo's and when they don't know the what the cocktail sauce is. But but,
2: get their reaction.
1: But it is phenomenal. I mean it is freaking phenomenal.
2: I I feel like I think it is akin to a a non drug addict way to experiment. Yeah. (laughs) Because you're feeling these weird sensations that you can't control. No, and it's only for a few seconds, then it goes away. But
1: uh By the no way, way, you way, do know, you do know that right down the street at Izzy and whatever it's Harry and Izzy's? ate dinner yeah. there last night. Okay, you you know it's the same owner, right? It's the same company, and you could get right. the same cocktail there and all that. Right. Yeah,
2: yeah, I saw it on the menu and everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I tell people sometimes, hey man, if you don't want to make the line and go through all the craziness, and maybe it's a little bit more expensive what you're gonna buy there, just go to their sister. You know, restaurant, and you can have the same shrimp cocktail. And it's probably a little cheaper, actually. You know, so
2: I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, draft week, you need a reservation because I mean, those places are packed all dinner times. So you can't find it. You, you go from like five to uh, nine p.m. and then you won't have any spots open if you haven't. Uh, if you haven't reserved something ahead of time,
1: they still have the upstairs open at. Uh... At Saint Olmos, the bar. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, so many
2: rooms. It's because it's like you go upstairs, you go down, like a hallway of dinner tables, and then you uh, go across another hallway with a bunch of pictures of uh, famous people that have been there. Another room that's set up similar. Another stairway, and you know another back room. It's, it's wild. Of it, I love their setup.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because it's old school. It's an old school. You had to build it. You had to build within it that way because. Right. the way it is I'm for it's like buying you know a house in little havana you know you're going to have closets about this size and so you know there's uh, no such thing as a walk in closet in in little havana you know it's uh closets that are uh you can fit like 3 shirts and then you got to go find another closet after I think that
2: if you have a walk in closet in uh, miami dade county it's a, it's an efficiency and then you just rent it out to somebody
1: right basically for, for like 2100 a month yeah <laughs> you can do that that's uh, that will definitely work out uh, all right, so what have you uh, learned this week from the Dolphins? What, 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 what's your gut tell you about something? Give it to me. Uh, okay, yeah, I mean, uh,
2: the top of my head would be uh, to a tongue of Iloa, this contract is it, it seems like it's getting done and he's going to get paid the big money, bigger than we talked about on here. Uh, so, you know, if, if people who are hopeful of, the 45 million, then um, I think no, it's going over the the 50 million in average annual value, and um, and then it'll reset where the Dolphins stand. Uh, it'll help in the short in 2024, but then after that, it's going to get more difficult for for the Dolphins to uh, make other maneuvers in future offseasons.
1: Well, that's how it always is. Yeah. Anytime You sign a quarterback. Yeah, quarterback, yeah. You want a quarterback or not? And so, <laughs> I'd rather go with two of than what I've had here the last 30 years. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty fine with that. And I understand, you know, at first I had my own trepidations about giving him a long-term contract right away at the end of the season, but I, I quickly changed my tune um, because one, the team needs a cap space Two, uh people are freaking out about giving him 50 million. That's what every starting good quarterback is going to end up getting. And really his deal is, Three years from now will not look, you know, ridiculous because of the pace that these contracts are going. It's only going to get, you know, it's the same thing we used to say about Goran Dragic's contract when they first signed him, you know, that kind of stuff. And then after you realized, oh, really, you know, two years in, you're like, oh, yeah, no, the market is way ahead now. So the heat was ahead of that. And I think that's what's going to happen here. You're not paying him like the top quarterback in the NFL, but you will pay him a, a pretty penny because it goes comparable with, with his stats to Justin Herbert's stats. You want to compare him? They gave Justin Herbert the money. Why aren't you going to give him the money? Right. You know what I mean? He wins more than Justin Herbert. So, what the hell? He wins more against Justin Herbert, by the way. Isn't he 2-1 yeah. against Justin okay. Herbert? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... If you gave Justin Herbert the money and if you're giving, you know, uh, Kirk Cousins the money and if you're giving all these other guys, why aren't you going to give Tua? That's what the agent's going to say. But listen, this conversation is only dictated by one thing. If you weren't a believer of Tua, that's you're the one that's going to be complaining about the contract. If you were the believer of Tua, which is the minority, right, or maybe maybe half. You're not going to complain about the contract because you're going to look at the last two years and say, this guy was in the MVP talk. We even had a quarterback post-Marino. even They've never even considered him to be in the MVP talk. Never, no quarterback that's been here. So, you know what I mean? It's just ridiculous.
2: Yeah, and then you look at uh, contracts like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, those were set out a couple of years ago, and then they – Uh, are now just being thwarted by the the contracts that we have now. Uh, So those two were like average annual value in the uh, mid-40s. So now at last offseason, that's when everyone, well, the four quarterbacks, uh, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, uh, Jalen Hurts, and Lamar Jackson all hit uh, over 50 in average annual value, sort of um, uh, breaking that barrier. So then, yeah, now it it makes sense that uh, to to be in line with that uh, going forward, then, yeah, top of the line comparatively – uh is what you'll need and then that will soon be outdated and then in a couple of years you're seeing way bigger contracts uh for you know every guy that comes up
1: I talked about this yesterday I uh I thought um I thought uh Greer set, sent everybody a message if you really listen to what he was talking to you guys about in that roundtable um he gave you nothing on everyone <laughs> nothing Except Tua, right. Notice how Tua and Jalen Waddle,
2: Jalen Waddle. But that, that's but we stupid. knew, we knew.
1: That. Yeah, it's a fucking stupid question. Okay, <laughs> it was fucking stupid to be asked. It was fucking stupid to be brought up. It's it's just stupid to be a part of a conversation or any article or any kind of rant or anything like that. This is just people following Mike Tannenbaum's stupidity. Because that that had that's not even brother. I don't even put that at any weight on that shit. So really, he said, he told you there's urgency. He wants to get the contract done. You know, hopefully before what the before free agency or the draft. He said I think before free agency, right? If not the draft, but we'd like to get it done or some oh, crap like uh, that. No, for the tool contract, no timetable.
2: Uh, so he didn't he didn't have a timetable on it.
1: No, no, but but all right, he didn't have a timetable, but he said that it's something that we'd like to get done or whatever. Or, oh, yeah, this
2: offseason for sure. They want to get right, done. Exactly. Yeah, they don't want him to play on that fifth
1: year deal. They didn't say that about Rob Hunt. They didn't say it about Connor Williams. Right. They didn't say that about no other player whatsoever. And then the other thing is he didn't say, if you're expecting Chris Greer to ever shit on a player on the way out, he's never going to do that. So the whole X thing, yeah, of course no, you know, hey, you you never close the door. Of course you don't close the door because if he wants to come back on low-hanging fruit, they'll bring him back on low-hanging fruit. You know what I mean? So, you you know, it to me he kind of he was typical Chris Greer. He told you nothing, but for one player, they Mike McDaniel sent the message, Chris Greer sent the message, to is here to stay. Everything else it's pretty much in the gray. You don't really know. You and I can guess Rob Hunt is coming back. No, they're going to let him go. Whatever. You know, we can argue about that kind of shit. But the Tua stuff, is that how you write it too? Nothing on anyone else. But Tua, you knew exactly what's going to happen.
2: Yeah, the, uh, the only other – well, now, the X comment was interesting because it wasn't even something on my mind right as the uh, release is happening. Oh, and we'll be willing to bring him back. So that was interesting just to hear him say that. I know I know what you're saying, that uh, then it would be a low-hanging fruit
1: uh, situation where if he they'd finds out, all right, the market – Dude, they'd be willing to trade for Jonathan Taylor. They'd right. be willing to sign Dalvin Cook. They're, they're willing to do all of those things. hmm the part that people didn't understand constantly that I kept sending the message, it's at their price, not what, you know, all these people are right. Oh, they're dying to trade for Dalvin cook. And I'm like, no, they're not dude. <laughs> they're going to wait for low hanging fruit. They don't want, they're not going to pay for the guy. You know what I'm saying? And it's the same thing for other guys. This is kind of the same thing for X. Would they like to bring him back? Of course but it's going to be at a majorly reduced number if he wants to come back. If X is chasing money because he's got all those baby mamas, I think I think those days are done here in Miami. Um, just- but,
2: but as far as, as Tua and, and the original question, I think that just speaks to how they've always wanted to uh, instill that confidence, especially since Mike McDaniel got there, but then even uh, the offseason where they were hiring a head coach after Brian Flores, it was all about the, the, the confidence, and I think that's what made Mike McDaniel, or one of the um, the aspects that made Mike McDaniel uh, such a formidable uh, um, a prospect for the, the coaching job in that, uh, that search, that year, uh, was they knew he would go about it this way, and uh, yeah, even that, that, Chris Greer, when they put out the statement uh, that offseason that uh, they are they we looking to stick with Tua. That was after two years when he was under Flores and everything else. So every offseason, that's been consistent. Is showing that confidence in, in Tua, and then yeah, you're right. Everyone else, it's kind of um, you know it's it's up in the air, uh, things like that. And uh, uh, although, except you know Tyreek Hill, a world class talent like him, and you're dealing with a you're putting up with a bunch of off the field incidents as well. Then uh, Chris didn't want to comment on that, looking for um, uh, more information, but uh, still adding, though, that uh, he's a great player. And honestly, when you have a great player like that, then you're going to put up with more of the -the off-the-field drama.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there. Well, you've been able to walk around and hang around at night, and have you been able to gather any information or gut feeling on, uh, outside of Tua, who's staying and who's going? You got anything on that? Who's staying and who's going? Well, man, I found uh, uh, this
2: is stuff that I, 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 I can't put out there, but uh, I was told very off the record. Uh, some, you mentioned the Jonathan Taylor, a um, uh, trade talks, and um, I, I found out an, an interesting player uh, from the Dolphins was uh, was potentially in the talks, uh, but I, I can't name. I, I, I can't do it, and there's, I, I don't have uh, enough sourcing on it to back it up. It would just be a, a rumor at this point, but um, it, it, it's something I can't fully go go and, and put out there, but it was very interesting to hear. Um, and then, I know you want to know uh, about uh, Derrick Henry. I mean, I, I'm hearing the Titans are going to try to do whatever they can, uh, but
1: um, it, it's He's going to be to uh, tough. That's, that's, that's all horse shit. They, they, and they, say know, they, they know,
2: know they have work to He's do. There, so He's
1: gone. He's but, gone. Unless they tag him. Yeah. Unless they tag him, but he's gone. He doesn't want to stay there. He yeah. he knows they have no shot at winning a tie. You're bringing in a new coach and new everything, and you know they 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 don't have a, a quarterback that's ready yet right now. You don't even know if Will Levis really is the guy yeah. yet. So there's that. That's all smoke and mirrors. I'm talking about our own guys. Yeah, yeah. Connor. Well, Will. point,
2: just to finish, just to finish up on there to that point. Um, yeah, it was it was put to me from someone uh, actually in the Titans organization that they know they have work to do there, but uh, but they want to bring him back. But they are they they know they have work to do essentially. So uh, when someone from there is is putting it like that, they probably know it's a long shot to bring him back. So um, why
1: would he come uh, back? Yeah, enough for him to come back. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Why? Just just because to finish out your Titans career? No, dude, it's time th- mo- you gave them the world, bro. You have carried that franchise for years now. You know what I'm saying? It's time for you to go somewhere where you're complimented, where the quarterback compliments you. He doesn't have a he's never had a quarterback that compliments him. And that's his problem. He plays he has to carry the quarterback in the enti- in the entire offense. And he needs to go somewhere where they actually have a quarterback. Yeah. You know, in a real offense. And that's why I think Miami, but I'm saying Rob Hunt and some of these other guys.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, nothing that has shifted where I've you know, i stood on them. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm still thinking Christian Wilkins. I'm leaning towards yes. I know. So we have sort of that, maybe we'll call it a playful bet uh, up where you, uh, you've been on. No,
1: uh, he's, the no, no, no. no, no. The, the extra money now in the cap, I think there's a good chance now he gets Okay, the yeah. There's yeah, no – That's a big – yeah. I stand by my – I if there wasn't the extra money, I would stand by my statement that he's gone. But because of the extra money, when that happened, I told – Sean actually asked me that that moment it happened. I said, you know what? Now the Dolphins are going to pull the dick move. They're going to tag him because, again, I'm not in the cap crisis hell department that some of you media guys are in. I'm not into that. Miami's cap is very manageable this year. It's so manageable that what happened with the cap Now I feel they can actually tag him and still do whatever the hell they want to do. So to me, I think now, because unless you're convinced you can replace him in the draft, unless you're convinced you can replace him in free agency, you're better off just tagging him if you can keep him under the space for one year and then move on from him. And then you can prepare. This year, you'll go after a linebacker. You'll go after uh, another corner. You'll go after an offensive lineman or something. And then next year, you could go after the defensive tackle when you have your full allotment uh, of picks and you let go of Wilkins, you know, that yeah. kind of shit. So yeah. that's why I think now with the the increase so much in the cap, I think now there's a possibility that he can get tagged. If there wasn't, I would have stuck to my guns. No tag, and I'm still sticking to my guns. There will be no long-term contract. I'm, I'm ultra convinced of that one. I've been ultra convinced of that one from the get-go. Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's fair on Christian Wilkins. Uh, so, so I'll give you that. I'm not going to call you out for for flip flopping because I think that is a fair assessment um, in in you know changing your opinion on that. Um, and then previously, yeah. So not too much as far as uh, maybe shifting my my opinion on you know what we've previously stated on on all the guys. Uh, so if that means uh, Rob Hunt, because I've always kind of felt one and not the other between Wilkins and Hunt, but there is the extra money that you're speaking of. So that could maybe, possibly, I, I would have to do all the calculations, but uh, if there is a way, then, then uh, you know maybe Rob Hunt could still stick around. But I've kind of felt it, it's going to be tough to bring both. So if Wilkins is, is one, then I would say Hunt as the other no. I think Andrew Van Ginkle is just such an important piece, and especially Greer, uh, Greer spoke about just the uncertainty at the edge rusher position and uh, that we all know. And uh, I think the Dolphins have to operate this way in this, uh, this upcoming month. Uh, Was so, and at top of the list would be to bring back your own guy that you you know and um, um, you are comfortable with, and uh, and of course there's the question of Jerome Baker, and um, so Greer said uh, that that the new defensive staff will basically have their say in uh, in bringing him back, and financially uh, the prudent move would be would would be not to at, at the price he's at. If he can come back on a much cheaper deal, shake him down, then. Um, I think that would be fair, but uh, but something's got to happen there on uh, Jerome Baker, of course.
1: Oh, he's gone. It's just, I, but you have to, you have to have an injury settlement there, correct? If I'm correct. Uh, well, he has no guarantees
2: uh, for 2024, so. Um, but,
1: but because he's injured, I think there has to be some kind of an injury settlement, right? The, the way of that, an injury settlement. Huh. You're saying, yeah, the, the waved with an injury settlement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they have to. That's why I think uh, you're not, you know, because somebody asked me, hey, how come the Dolphins haven't made any news moves? And I said, that's because you've got to wait till after the combine. Next week, now you'll start seeing the cuts and we'll get, as they position the following week for the start of the league year and free agency and all of that. So you're expecting the cuts and everything to happen next week, you would imagine, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. And also they have to get under the uh, the cap uh, by, by the start of the new league year, March 13th. So, And the Xavier Howard money doesn't help uh, in that regard either because that's that would be a post-June 1 cut. So money doesn't hit until June 1. So they still have about $29 million to, uh, to uh, get under there. So a lot of restructures to the, the high-priced contracts that they're on the books for uh, converting base salary into the, the pro-rated bonuses, spreading out to hit. Uh, that'll go a long way too in getting them uh, to that number.
1: Uh, what they only have one franchise tag they can use correct right right is it worth using the other tag on either Wilkins or hunt you said wait the other tag the transition
2: tag whatever oh, the transition tag um well then you leave yourself open a bit more um as opposed to um, where if you just franchise I and mean, you know it's a uh, I gotta look at the numbers but I think it's like a three four million dollar difference in Wilkinson's case. Uh, as far as what you say. But then I think Wilkins uh, another franchise would probably um go give him the money he's looking for uh, in that regard. And then you would yeah, you would have a right of first refusal um and to match. But um you would leave yourself open then and someone on the market would probably give Wilkins what he's
1: looking for. Yeah, because I I, I would think you wouldn't do it with Hunt because then somebody definitely will scoop him up right away. Yeah Wilkins yeah. still you know, it all depends if you feel he's worth it. To me, I don't feel do you feel he's worth uh big money? Uh you're saying Hunt or Wilkins? No, 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 not Hunt,
2: Wilkins. Wilkins. Yeah, um, big money as far as the you see, I wouldn't go top of the line like uh like he, like all like the elite defenses. I would, he, I want to go
1: just like below he, similar to Tua. Uh, he, he, he wanted he, Williams money last year, dude. Right. He wanted Williams money so. He And he got sacks this year, so that's why I'm asking you. He's going to ask. the bar's only moving for him w- when he got those sacks. So
2: that that was the thing that was holding him back in negotiations last offseason for sure, is that every other big defensive tackle that had gotten th- their big contracts, their big money, they had the sacks to go with it. And Christian Wilkinson's previous career high was a four-and-a-half sack season, so he didn't have that interior pass rush on his resume. And then he doubled that uh, high with nine last season, so – um the, the numbers that end up talking, even though, uh, you know, as as you've stated, a lot of them were sort of uh, some give me sacks and, you know, not in the big games, that's but uh, at the end it. of the day, it's the number that's there.
1: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with, hey, listen, here's my reasoning. I'm not giving you top of the line money. I give top of the line money to people that you have to game plan for. Nobody games, pl- nobody game plans for Christian Wilkins. Nobody. And mm-hmm. so to me, if you're not the guy they game plan for, then, I can't give you that kind of money, you know. You game plan for Tyreek, yeah. You game plan for for the for the corner, yeah. You better game plan for those guys. You game plan for Derrick Henry, you know what I'm saying? Uh, certain players you game plan for, and Christian Wilkins is not a player you that that the offensive offensive unit is. Oh yeah, no, we got to get this guy will wreck our offense.
2: No. And it was telling that, I mean, Zach Sealer got his money last offseason. And uh, so as those talks with Wilkins last year uh, didn't go anywhere, and, and um, you know, Dolphins made their offer, and Wilkins felt he, he deserved more. And then they said, okay, well, we're going to go ahead and uh, secure Zach Sealer at a more affordable rate. And uh, Zach Sealer, actually, he had 10 sacks uh, last year. So for for Wilkins at his nine, Zach Sealer even uh, one-upped him at a, a much
1: had oh, an nice. interception and a touchdown too. Yeah. I
2: had a touch that, yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. So yeah. A uh, big I mean, moment too. Yeah. Sealer's been the better player, actually. Right. And and he and he gets paid half the money that the right. less half great. the money these guys asking for. Right. Less it's than great. half the money. Uh yeah, that's the other thing about you know, you're you're overturning the cart there a little bit because Zach Sealer's next to you outplaying you almost, and he's getting paid half. That's why it's very dangerous also paying him. Uh, that kind of money. I, that's why I'm convinced they won't give them a long term, but they will help themselves by tagging them for one more year if they don't think they can replace them. That's yeah, kind of.
2: Yeah, yeah they you go the, the two routes, whether it's a, the tag and then it's just one year and you play it like that, or then if now the long term deal probably wouldn't be what you want from the Dolphins perspective, but then it could help them in the short term 2024 cap space. But then you're really digging yourself deep. In future years, especially once you're also already paying to us, so there would be a lot of challenges in future seasons. But uh, that would would provide relief for this off season. If you want to really just make it a one
1: big shots uh, sort of 2024 season, I like to take things as you know as they come and and not get ahead of myself on certain things. Yeah. So a lot of people are, and and one of them is this. Well, what do you think they're going to do in the first round? Well, I don't know yet. I got to see what they do in free agency first. Yes, yes. And then I can figure things out. Okay, having said all that, I don't want to get too much into that like that. But from what you've gathered with the 21st pick, what is going to be the kind of positions that might be healthy enough to be there at 21 for the Dolphins?
2: Yeah, I mean, offensive lineman, uh, possibly a, a third receiver. Although um, I was just uh, in uh, media interviews for prospects, wide receivers were talking. Uh, LSU wide receiver Brian Thomas, who had been in, in you know mocked there. Um, uh, the Dolphins haven't even talked to him. Uh, no formal meeting with him. So here at the combine, so the, that was in, uh, intriguing. Um, so uh, they might I would be looking know, at I would go
1: for a receiver. I would go for a tight. Yeah, end. yeah. So the, Bob, I always Bowers found it, uh, Bowers is the only one, and there's zero chance that he gets out of the top 10.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and I I think I've seen it mocked where like, Oh, uh, 15 to the Colts, where if he gets to where, if he drops that far, which I I agree, I don't see it. He's just too good of a prospect, but if somehow that were the case and that happened, then maybe could the Dolphins move up, you know, Chris Greer is, is not ruling out a move up or move down. He's always willing to, to uh, wheel and deal. So if he gets into that range, And you have a prospect like Brock Bowers, who um, would be comparable to the impact Sam Laporta had for the Detroit Lions this past year as a rookie, Um, if not maybe even better, uh, because I I think he's a better prospect right now going into the draft than last year. Laporta obviously had a tremendous season. But uh, then, yeah, you you might want to just go ahead and go for that home run of moving up, uh, if it's a reasonable amount, to get a guy like Brock Bowers. But they could also trade down, and then you end up, because you have a big gap between your second round pick, you don't pick in the third, don't pick in the fourth. Next one is is in the fifth. So, trading down could offer you more picks in the middle rounds if there's a lot of prospects that uh that they like at uh whatever ends up being still positions of need going into the draft. Uh, a lot of that, like you said, will be settled uh here in this coming month of, of March in free agency and with you, any potential,
1: You look at the NFL, San Francisco, they use the tight end, right? They got a pretty yep. damn good you just mentioned Detroit it yeah, themselves a pretty damn good tight end. Dallas hey, Cowboys got some yeah. good tight ends. The whole Final Four, yeah. Tight Philadelphia ends. Philadelphia Eagles, yeah. They have a tight end. Kansas City Chiefs, they have a tight end. Uh, the, let's the Ravens, see. With Mark the Andrews, Ravens, Baltimore Ravens have a couple of tight ends because the yeah. likely kid did a nice job after Andrews. Mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills use a lot of tight ends, uh, and then the Dolphins. The guy that coaches it has been in an offense that has always been heavily used with the tight end. Now, they went for Waller the first year, and as I've said many times over, Laporta was the guy that they targeted last year, and they couldn't get to him. I think they will, but the question is what's available in free agency and then what's available in the draft and all that. But Miami has no shot in the draft at 21 because there is no tight end worthy of reaching for and the Bowers kid, there's no way he's going to fall that far. You know what I'm saying? That just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It'd have
2: to be a situation where he falls just to a reasonable spot to trade up into because, um, yeah, it's just he's, – he's not obviously not falling to, to you at 21. Get that no, out of
1: here. It's a position that of, in their mind. And it's an important position in the NFL nowadays. Yes. The better offenses have a very productive tight end part of it and i know the dolphins want one badly that's why when you know a lot of a lot of people in the media too talk about a third receiver i think they're missing the boat they're not going to spend money or a draft pick on a receiver when they have all that money tied up they're going to spend it on a tight end because that's a different mismatch that they need on the field the bigger the bigger receiver the bigger target for tua that's the other thing you need to start getting bigger for tua you, you can't keep it, – it can't be the Oompa Loompas playing on offense all over the place. You got to add some size, bro. You know, Gesicki was good to to high point, yet McDaniel was ignorant enough that he couldn't work him into the offense. You have to find a way, Chase Claypool, whatever it is, but you need to add an Aronde Gadston type of – You know uh effect to this offense and the position that you can do it in is at tight end and so that's why to me tight end will be a priority this offseason they have to find a way to get a tight end uh do you know right now what's the list of free agents because we haven't found out who's going to get released too
2: yeah yeah there's that uh but well one one guy i was going to bring up is uh after bowers and uh jatavian sanders uh, probably might be the second tight end in this draft but um, obviously there's a drop-off after Bowers, so let's get that clear. It's not a deep tight end draft, so it's kind of Bowers or nothing in a, in a little bit. But uh, Sanders is a 6'4 guy, uh, receiving guy. He can block when he's out on the perimeter, so that could be good for for the wide zone scheme. And um, I found it interesting when I was talking to him uh, at Combine interviews that he um, he, he really liked meeting with the Dolphins and, and specifically meeting with Mike McDaniel and seeing how similar he was to how he is on TV. So clearly he watched Hard Knocks. So that is telling, though, that Mike McDaniel was, was speaking to this tight end uh, specifically. So uh, obviously he's not a first-rounder, but if, let's say, with the second-round pick, if you've already addressed a lot of other things and you still have tight end sort of pending, then uh, possibly a target there for, for the Dolphins.
1: All right, what are you uh, working on, the Sun Sentinel, so folks can check you out, my friend?
2: Yeah, um, I actually wrote about uh, uh, those two tight ends uh, just yesterday uh, to a uh, contract, what it could look like, um, everything that Mike McDaniel and Chris Greer have tackled uh, this, uh, this combine. It's uh, a very busy week. And then um, I'll get into some uh, prospect stuff too, maybe write something about uh, local prospects uh, here who have uh, mentioned uh, talking to the Dolphins and uh, what it would mean to play for the hometown. Uh, There's a lot of those, as there always is, because South Florida produces a lot of talent. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, trying to also get some of the prospect stuff in there, too, uh, because that's going on at the Combine. But uh, we've all obviously tackled all all the big uh, build up to free agency headlines and uh, everything Chris and uh, and Mike were talking about this week.
1: All right. Follow him on Twitter at David Faronis underscore and subscribe to the South Florida Sunset. David, as always, thank you, my brother. Have a fantastic weekend and safe travels. Thank you. You got it. There you go. The great David Ferronis, and, of course, Welt and Rayom. Folks, come on, man. Let me tell you. I, I don't know if you know, but the new rules that DeSantis put together with the insurance companies and your home and all that kind of stuff, um, he gave the companies the advantage, not us. He put us at a disadvantage. And the key now is that you hire the best lawyer possible. If you hire a crappy lawyer, you are not going to be in a good position. So you wanna get somebody that is going to get the most for you. Please call Welton Realm. I saw it firsthand. They attacked Progressive and freaking crushed them. And Progressive was not willing to pay what they were supposed to pay in order to fix our wall. And Welton Realm brought them to their knees and got them to pay. And they've done it for other listeners uh, here on our show. Several listeners, by the way. Even one in Orlando. So call them. The consultation's free. So if something happened to you, bankruptcy, homeowner property damage, condo damage, criminal defense, business owner claims, commercial litigation, personal injury, and you're not sure if you have a case, but if you don't ask, you'll never find out. And the consultation is free. 954 966 4646. Call Jeff Welt right now. Jeff Welt and Daniel Rayon. They know how to get it done. They're in Hollywood and they service everywhere, man. So call them 954 966 4646.
0: This has been another session of the Welton Rayom Miami Dolphins Report with David Coronis. At Welton Rayom, they don't get paid unless you win. They handle complex personal injury claims caused by the fault of another in both state and federal courts. They handle auto, trucking, motorcycle slip and fall, and bicycle accidents. Call 954 966 4646. Welton Rayom can help. Thank you, thank
1: you, thank you. Ah, uh, let's see what do we have here on the chat board Oh. oh good to hear some speak the truth um on big waddle going nowhere yeah that's just that was just a stupid stupid question man. Uh, six million dollar man reference. Always classic. Yes, sir. Brooklyn Rob. Uh, dude, 67, Randy Gonzalez. Hope everyone's having a blessed day. Just bought more Bitcoin. Good for you. Josh says, who was the guy who asked, uh, so I can bash him, but he used Mike Tannenbaum to kind of offset it. Well, you know, Mike Tannenbaum used to work for you guys, used to work with you. He, He said, uh, you know, and that's how they used it. But it's really an embarrassing question to even ask because there's zero truth to it. You're so desperate to write something that you got to write that. Sad, bro. Sad. And, you know, the problem is, sorry, but I have to do this. Some fans they are just, you know, because it's kind of like life. Some people out there, they're not very smart. And they fall for this kind of shit. And then they go talk to their friend like this is like a real subject or something. You know, people aren't very smart. You know, we got people walking around thinking that Putin isn't our enemy. People aren't very smart. They're tools sometimes, big ass dummies. Uh, anyway, Cosa Nostra to has shown more than hurts Murray and Jones. No one was saying don't pay those guys and two. You know. It, can I tell you something about the Tua thing that I laugh at? And it, it it shows, again, people aren't very smart. Okay? People aren't very smart. Okay? Tua can't win playoff games. He's only been a one. He didn't have a playoff team the first two years under Flores and plus with Flores and that offense, where were you going? Nowhere it's a miracle you got to 9 games with him with with Flores considering what Tua was playing behind at times then the third year he was injured so he, one year meanwhile Lamar Lamar Jackson's been going to playoffs for like 6 or 7 years and he can't he, he barely wins games and when he does it's you know a shitty team a young team like he did this year with Houston You know, it's funny. It's hilarious. Uh, you, you compare him to other guys that have been doing it for years. It's just one time. One time, one game. That's it. That's all he's had. He hasn't had four, five, seven trips to the playoffs. One. That's it. I. I. It's the dumbest thing in the world is to say Tua can't win playoff games. He's only been in the playoffs once. That's it. That's you can't measure anybody on one trip, one game. You can't say he can't win playoff games. Lamar Jackson can't win playoff games. He goes a lot and barely ever wins. That's a guy that can't win playoff games. Yes, sir. What do you got, Sean? Manny Navarro's in the waiting room. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you know what? I didn't have the screen up. My bad. Sorry, Manny. But anyway, that's that's the thing that's kind of ridiculous about it. Let's wait till he goes two or three more years. And if he doesn't win now, we have, you know, a track record. But you sound incredibly stupid when you say can't win playoff games. He's only been a one once, you idiot. Our number two is next. Manny Navarro starts it off with our Canes where Miami Hurricanes report.